What's going on, folks? The Beanie Boy is back. You are listening to Cheering from the Press Box. Uh, cheers from the Press Box. I have a folder that still says Cheering, so that's why it throws me off every week. Um, I am your host, Joe Dorville, and I'm here with my good man, Brendan. How's it going, buddy? Good, man. What's going on with you? Uh, you know, just trying to get things done and watch every sporting event possible. That I can in this busy sports calendar. I know it's insane. I was talking to my girlfriend about taking a vacation and she's like, but you record your podcast like twice a week for like two hours (laughs) at a time. I was like, babe, just give it a couple more weeks and then most of this is going to all be over with. Yeah. Let everything die down so we can get back to one a week. Yeah. Like we originally planned. Absolutely. And then (laughs) I just want to say, pardon the construction noise in the back. Um, if nope. you guys can hear that, I don't know if my mic's picking it up or not, but my neighbors are building a pool, so new best friends. Oh, wow. oh nice. The stimulus checks. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we had another game in the NBA Finals. Uh, that was, what, Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and it's looking like I'm going to be right. Brennan, I'm sorry about all your bets. <laughs> but... Uh, it looks like it's going to be a gentleman's sweep. The Lakers won 102 to, what was that? 96. 96. Because Tyler Hero made that uh, backdoor cover for some. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, though. Um, It seemed almost like the Lakers were, I don't want to say uninterested, but it looked like almost in the first uh, quarter going into this, like the first quarter, some of the second quarter, it almost seemed like they thought the Heat were just going to roll over. And that mm-hmm. wasn't the case. And then obviously Braun hits that three going into the half and they're kind of like, no, we, this is our game. But <laughs> I, the, it's the same thing that happened in game one where it was the first quarter you're watching it, or at least I was. And I was like, okay, the heat are going to compete. The heat are going to ride right along with them. And they did for most of the game. Final score yeah. was a little uneven. It was actually a lot closer than that in the last two minutes of the no. fourth quarter. But, but then I don't know. It's just LeBron at 35 years old, as long as he's been in the league, can still just turn it on. And it's yeah, so frustrating to watch. Switch. Yeah, it, it's infuriating if you're the other team. But um, if you're rooting for the Lakers, it's like, yeah. But uh, no, nah, that guy has a switch that is unmatched. Uh, And a lot of people are talking about AD being the MVP, and I think it has to be LeBron. He's had almost – every game has almost been a fucking triple-double. Yeah, no, it has to be LeBron. The only way if – like Anthony Davis would have to do something extraordinary just because, you know, the MVP is all about narratives too and just the story Mm -hmm. of LeBron being as old as he is, coming here, getting AD there because, you know, he's the one who got AD there. Like it's going to be – Not making the playoffs last year. Yeah, it's going to be LeBron. And I I think that's good for LeBron. I think LeBron deserves that. um, KCP with 10 points in the first quarter. Nobody saw that coming. Uh, four or six shooting. Um, and then all of a sudden, he just kind of fell off, finished the game with 15. But I don't know. But he had I, that big three uh, late in the fourth. Yeah. And, that's, and that was yeah. the weird thing was because the game was going back and forth to the point like Miami finally got up in the second half. And then it was going back and forth. Like I, it, towards the end of the fourth quarter, 
it was, you know, Miami down by two tied Miami down by two Miami down by six, you know, back to Miami down by two. And I was like, Oh, they have a chance to pull this out. And then AD came down the court, hit that dagger three. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it was a great moment. I don't know. I'm, I might be way off base here, but I just find something annoying about Anthony Davis. Really? Yeah. And I think it's, and this is, this is, I don't know if this is a hot take or what, but I don't hear anybody else talking about this. But like LeBron, when he would go to teams, they would mm-hmm. instantly become contenders. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's what he did. He's LeBron James. He's the second greatest player of all time. Some would argue the first. AD has this swag to him that I think is unfounded. Like when he makes the um, shot and he starts talking shit, it's like, dude, you bailed on your team last year. Like you... Like you haven't done anything by yourself. You had to play with the best, arguably the best player in the world, just to get to where we're at. I don't know. It's just something rubs me the wrong way when he's like getting in everyone's face and stuff. And I'm like, you, you did nothing on your own. Yeah, that's not true. As a uh, one year, he got to, he was able to get his team to the second round um, of the playoffs, and nobody thought that was fathomable. Yeah, with the by Pelicans, the, uh, the Warriors. Yeah. But I think the difference, so the difference between an AD and a LeBron and, say, a Carmelo or some of these other guys is uh, those guys are allowed to have the ball, bring up the ball, have the ball in their hand, have complete control of the game. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to tell LeBron to pass it up to the point guard or <laughs> yeah. Carmelo to you uh, run it through the point guard. They can run the ball, whereas AD – he can't really set up the offense by himself and he has to rely on teammates more. So he can only go as far as his teammates can like Giannis, like Giannis as good as Giannis is. He's not bring up the ball by himself every time, just go dominate the game, even though he should be, but because he doesn't have a three point game, everything is inside. Once you get him inside and you trap him, he kind of has to kick it out. So he's only as good as his teammates can be in the moment. So AD is as talented as advertised, but he just can't display it unless he's with a teammate up to his uh, level. But that's what I'm saying is I completely agree with you that he is as advertised, but the fact that he gets in everyone's face now, like, I don't, I don't see this getting in everyone's face. Just when the, he did the scream. It was it was to <laughs> the air. Well, and then like they cut away to him in the huddle and he's like talking shit and like pointing it and like doing one of these. And I'm just kind of <laughs> well, like, I think- I'm like, bro, yeah, it was a great shot. But you've never been here before ever. And well, that's, that's why I mean, look, I, I just we, I hate it when people act like like, oh, yeah, I'm the man. I do this all the time. It's like, no, you're not. This is your first time here. Uh, uh, look, uh, full disclosure, when he hit that shot, it made me so, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's right there. It, it made me so, uh, reminiscent of, it made me jealous because I wanted to be playing basketball. Like, I was like, I want to go out tomorrow so I can hit a shot and talk all this shit, too. Because once you, it's just the adrenaline and the oh, emotion. Uh, trust me, I know. Situation. I've, I've been so in that situation like, where you're just talking shit. But I, yeah. I just, I guess it's just the way, like, the camera, like, zooms in on him and he's just, like, yeah. yelling. Like, I'm just, there's a part of my brain like, that's like. Anybody. Like, uh, the other day when Jimmy Butler hit that shot over LeBron and then LeBron uh, said, oh, y'all in trouble. He's like, I am trouble. I am trouble. Yeah. It's like, 
don't right, know dude, why it's just AD. Great game. <laughs> when Jimmy Butler does it, I love it. I'm like, yeah, fuck them. But when AD I think it's does AD it, AD because AD was the number one pick, and you hate uh, anybody who's yeah, like that's true. touted as uh, going to be the best. Well, and that's the thing too is like to be. That probably actually has a lot to do with it subconsciously because <laughs> to be touted as like the savior of this franchise and then you could you got him to the second round once and you got swept and then you went and basically took your ball to go play with the best player in the world. Then I'm like, yeah, bro, like you yeah. you lost the ability to talk all this shit. Like, I, I don't know. That's no. just uh, I, I mean, I know he hasn't because he's still doing it. But like when Jimmy Butler does it and Tyler Hero and Duncan, Rock, I'm like, yeah, like even when LeBron does it, I'm it's fa- obviously he could say whatever he wants. Yeah. But when AD does it, there's something about it where it's just it reminds me of like watching uh, the, the, the okay, spoiled kid. I'm sorry. This is a tangent. We've no, 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 no. no. I want to continue down this tangent. We've covered oh, okay. the NBA finals. Everybody has that. Um I want to ask you this. So when Shaq did it, when Shaq leaves the uh, Magic and goes to the Lakers, I knew you were going to bring this up. He got swept in the finals, if he I'm did. not correct. But he got swept in the it, finals. He got swept in the finals, no doubt. But he then went to LA and had this braggadocio in bravado that was a bit unfounded and was a number one pick, nonetheless. So That's because true. he made it to the finals in Orlando, is that why you gave him the pass? Because he got there at yeah, least? Yeah, at least he got there. The thing that I guess the reason why it bothers me is when against the Shaquille O'Neal magic with Hardaway and everybody, you were worried about that team. You know what I mean? Like people were yeah. worried about playing that team. Um, but it's just weird with the Pelicans. And it's, it's bizarre for me because I love an underdog. But with yeah. the Pelicans, it just was always like nobody nobody thought that they could make it past the first round. The, when they got to the second round, you'll remember that year. It was kind of like, oh, my God, is this the it was, year? Oh, my gosh, especially because uh, the, that was the year they traded for Boogie and then Boogie got hurt. Yeah, the so Achilles injury. Thought, yeah. Yeah. People thought like, oh, man, that was their one shot. And now it's done. But then. AD still got them to the second round. But see, that's the thing. And, and when we talk about. Like Shaquille O'Neal and carried, not carried, but was a huge part of making that, getting that team to the finals. And yeah, they got mm-hmm. swept, but they got swept in the finals. With AD, my my they biggest also got there because uh, Michael Jordan retired and then came yeah. back. But but, hey. but still. <laughs> It doesn't like in this year it's COVID. Like it's it's like there's always going to be something. Someone always gets hurt. Last year, you know, or what was it? Last year, two years ago, when the Warriors had that string of injuries, feels like two years ago. Yeah, it was was last last year. year. But (laughs) something always happens. The thing that bothers me about it is like, I, I I feel like you know when like in any sport when they say act like you've been there before, and like it's it's one of those things where AD you should have your expectation was to get here a lot sooner and he's a fantastic Mm -hmm. player. There's no doubting that. But the fact that he had to pack up and go to LA with LeBron and now he's finally here and it's deserved, it's well-founded, but then to like talk shit, like your team is there because of you is, I have another one. Uh, you're gonna try and catch me on this. No, 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 I'm not gonna catch you. I just want to see the the range of how you view these things. So, uh, Kevin Durant got there once with OKC, yeah, but then he packed up his bags to go play with the Warriors, and then he became this overly confident person. And everybody wanted to say, "But you left to go play with the Warriors," but he could say, "I got here uh, uh, as Before. the premier guy as well." So uh, how do you how did you take his uh, moxie when he I think, got there? 
Um, to be honest with you, I feel the same way about uh, Kevin Durant that I, I, I felt the same way about Kevin Durant that I feel about AD. It's okay. like... I, and for him, it was a little different because he could do it on his own. Like we were talking about AD needs someone else. Yeah. That's what I was saying, because he could do it yeah, on his Durant own. Yeah, Durant could do it on his own. And then that team, obviously, everybody knows about the Harden trade just to save a few dollars under the luxury tax. And it was literally, if you look at it now, it was three generational players on the same team. But yeah. And I, I was I was pissed when Kevin Durant did it and he was talking all this shit like but what I understood from Kevin Durant's perspective was because I heard that like six hour interview he did with Bill Simmons, you know, over the course of like four or five podcasts. And he was mm-hmm. like, I just want to have fun. Like everyone's talking all this shit. I just want to have fun and play basketball. Like that's all I want to do. So I get so it. AD needs to have an interview where he says, I just want to no, AD fun. needs to <laughs> chill the fuck out is what I'm saying. <laughs> Bro, LeBron got you. That's like me playing like that's like like me playing in high school when I played with all these like fantastic athletes that went to play division one football and I'm like yeah bro I'm here what's up it's like shut the fuck like go <laughs> but, sit down it, it, it's like you playing with them but then you break off a 50 yard run every now and again yeah, well, and that's like, true. Yeah, that didn't I, I have my <laughs> I have reasons to be here there's a reason he came and got me <laughs> no yeah no you're right I never I didn't think about it like that I just when he when they pan to him in the huddle and he's literally because I I just picture every time I I was on a team and we were losing and you just picture like the other team mm. talking shit about you and you're like like fuck <laughs> you like we're here too dude like just I, I think it's no, because it's like, I've, I've bet on the heat and now he's just over there like basically <laughs> mocking the heat salt in the and, yeah and I'm like oh I think that's gotta be what it is because no, I'll say um, I've had these same uh, I've had a similar thing I had it with LeBron actually and then when I had it with LeBron and then when it changed was the re- way that um, I kind of changed my outlook on all like player moves and stuff like that. And like, why would I hate a player? Um, so when LeBron left for the Heat, and then they were mocking Dirk like for being sick or whatever yeah, oh, yeah, in that I final, that. I was like, man, these guys are kind of jerks. And then when the Mavs won, I was like, yeah, that's what you get. And then the next year when they beat OKC and LeBron and them are like happy and celebrating on the sideline, I was like, no, good for him. I was like, why did I, why was I so mad at him last year? I was like, everybody's just a human being, man. Like these guys, this guy's been working at this for forever. Like, yeah, be happy, celebrate. You're great. It's, I can't say you're not great. You're clearly great, dude. Like, yeah, go, go for you. Good for you. I think there's a difference though, between like celebrating your achievement and then Mm-hmm. Like it's one thing to talk shit on the court. Like I'm so happy about that. I love it when people talk shit. Obviously, Jimmy Butler is my favorite player in this series. But it's another thing to like go sit down with your teammates and then mock the other team. That I cannot abide because it's one of those things where it's like if you're if you want to talk, come out on the court and let's talk. You know what I mean? Like let's talk. Yeah. Don't go to the huddle and like oh hey 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 and like make fun of the other team like in the huddle on the sideline. Like if you want to talk, well, we don't know what was being said. I know, but it's just the odd. What it looked like. And I guess that's exactly what it comes down to is because like the reason it's rubbing me the wrong way is it's like, if you want to talk shit, that's fine. I encourage that. Do it on the court. Do it to Jimmy Butler's face. Don't, don't make a shot, like do the scream and then go to the huddle. And then the camera pans in and everyone's like, (laughs) I love that. That that was your issue. And you didn't have an issue with, uh, you had the issue with the AD response who hit the shot, but LeBron giving the yeah, 
and then the double bang bang like yeah. that wasn't the issue. No, it was. Like, you didn't it was literally. Shot, I had no issue with anything until the camera. This was what was this game two or game I, three? I, I must have missed this. When the part, camera, the literally the camera goes in and he does that stupid like thing and like whips it uh, like oh I, I clean them up like this game's over now because of me and I'm like do this shit on the court do that to Jimmy <laughs> Butler see what happens oh, but anyway I, I, I know it was a long tangent but it's just <laughs> no, something no, no, about that because everyone else m- not everyone but most everyone else will talk shit like on the court to you like Bron does that all yeah. the time and people do but it to I, him I don't think that uh, AD wouldn't do it I just think in this moment he wanted to celebrate with his teammates yeah and I think I'm but reading he probably got way to the too bench. far into it <laughs> Maybe he got to the bench. Quinn Cook, a perennial bench player, was like, yo, you hit that shot, G? He was like, yeah. And like, something like that. You know? Yeah. Because I we, saw we it as like. We never see how if, it starts. We just see the I know, cutaway. The, the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but when I saw that, man, I was like, do that shit on the court. See what happens. <laughs> do it to a seat. Do it to my yeah. face. <laughs> oh, man. But the NBA Finals are, I mean, it's, it's shaping up, like you said, to be a gentleman's sweep. I hope. I really hope that he can get one more just just so I can be vindicated in my outrage. Um, I hope there's not one more just so the finals can end. <laughs> I was say, this has been a marathon of basketball since like yeah, July. It's insane. And, uh, yeah, trying to watch every game. The next game will be Friday. Yeah. So, Friday, then Sunday, yeah. I think. Yeah, Friday, then a Sunday. And, uh, the Lakers are looking to end this Friday because they were supposed to wear their Mamba jerseys on Game Seven, but they were like moving it up. Oh, for because real? Because we don't want it to be a Game Seven, so they'll be in their black Mamba Mamba Cita jerseys. Yeah, this and I game's... guess they reached out to Vanessa to for her stamp of approval because she also tweeted it out before. Okay. Yeah, then th- this series is over. Knew. There's no way you're playing for <laughs> yeah. you know the legacy of Kobe Bryant. No way Bryan we're throwing the these on and we're losing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> LeBron's that, like, if I got to get 40 tonight. <laughs> is it all black? All black. Always all black. Pl- everyone always plays trim. better in the all black, man. Everybody always looks better in the all black. Dude. It's slimming, you know? I remember so every time I walk out of the house, I'm in all black. Well, when we're in high school, they like my senior year, they're like, oh, we got these new orange jerseys because our colors were orange and black. They're like, we got these mm-hmm. new orange jerseys for home. And all the players were like, no, no. <laughs> we want the black <laughs> ones. What are you doing? Yeah, FPC, because uh, you went to Spruce Crew. Yeah. The funny thing, we went to, and we're in the same division. Yeah. Um, we were rivals. But, uh, yeah, we were. Uh, no, you weren't our rivals. Uh, D-Land was our rivals. Yeah, that's true. We just rivals because of area. Yeah, inner, Everybody inner, was our rivals. Interdivisional rival. But um, not FPC, whenever they got in the black jerseys, I was like, that's a game I'm going to. Yeah. Well, because you <laughs> got yeah, the green, they had the like, green uh, ones. Yeah. yeah. I was like, eh. They're cool. I don't have an issue with them, but the all black ones, oh, those always looked good. Yeah, those no are so much better. What level? High school, college, pros, all, all black, black anything is great. badass. Looks great. Speaking of football, speaking of football, natural segue. Let's move to the Monday night games. We always recap all the right. Monday night games on Thursday, just because they go pretty late on Monday. Which one do you want to yeah. talk about first? Uh, let's talk about the first one. For, uh, no, let's talk about the second one first, and the first one could lead us into all the COVID stuff. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So Fal- the actual game that was set for Monday night, Fa- uh, Falcons-Packers. Uh, thoughts? <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. All right. That's it for that game. Uh, <laughs> no, um, the, um, obviously the Packers look great. Uh, I don't know. 
Falcons got to figure something out. I honestly had Dan Quinn pegged for first coach fired. Um, I'm shocked. But then uh, Bill O'Brien took care of that. But um, no, it was just, you know, Aaron Rodgers played well. I'm sorry. I had a bunch of notes on it. Now my computer's fucking up. Go ahead. Take it away, Joe. All right. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, 27 to 33. That's a high percentage. Four touchdowns, three to the guy I disrespected last week. And now I need to know his name. Oh, the tight uh, end. I him <laughs> fat number 80. Uh, and he is Robert Tanyan. Uh, apparently in college, he played multiple positions. Uh, I think he was at like, I don't, I don't even remember the college. I'm not going to lie. Um, but now the Packers looked good. The Packers were down Lazard, who's on IR. They were down Devontae Adams, who tweeted like the morning of that he wasn't going to be able to play to the chagrin of a lot of fantasy owners, including me. Um, Indiana State. is the right word, right? Indiana State. I was going to say Illinois State. Thank yeah. you. Um, I think chagrin is the right word. Uh, Matt Ryan had no touchdowns. Cause, cause Four sacks for 36 yards. He he was getting eaten up. Uh, continuing his uh, the ineptitude of the Falcons altogether. But they do have a bunch. They have a lot of staggering injuries on their defense, which is insane. And they lost a couple more guys that night. And Rodgers picked them apart yeah. right after that. Um, Zadarius Smith the for the Green Bay Packers. Was, I don't mean to interrupt you, but that outside linebacker who was the the 2015 fourth round pick, um, they mm. picked him up from Baltimore. Had three sacks in this game, so he Ooh, he's not a is household he name. That, but is he the one that had the sack going into the half that uh, revealed that his shirt said uh, "Rest in Rest in Rest in Peace" or yeah, something yeah. like that? Breonna Taylor. That was him. Right? Oh okay. yeah, yeah. That was Zadarius Smith. Okay. Number fifty-five, the outside linebacker. He's um, he's a monster. Not a lot of people know him. Um, you know, a lot of times people, the pass rushers are kind of the people we think of going into the season. And he's not necessarily a pass rusher. He's very good in coverage as well. Not awesome mm-hmm. against the run, but um, he led the team in tackles. But the three sacks, four tackles for loss, five QB hits on the day. That's like Jeez. the Falcons have to. You can't. You know what I mean? Like that's just you're not going to win games yeah. that way. You got to have better protection than that. Yeah. Um, but I thought the most intriguing thing was uh, with Lazard being out, with Adams being out, the Packers ran a lot of 31 and 21 personnel, which is Look like at three you. Backs, Look at you with right the personnel hey, groupings. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, hey, hold on. I do this. Um, <laughs> a lot of podcasts on my docket. Shout out to Mina Kimes. Um, but yeah, they ran a lot of 31, a lot of 21, two running backs, three running back sets, and just like would just put their running backs out there as receivers and say, go. <laughs> just have them run routes. Yeah, and the Falcons could not stop them. Uh, so yeah, if you had a Packers running back on your fantasy lineup, like they all did well. <laughs> yeah, and receiving. Yeah, they all had a lot of receiving yards. Aaron Jones, fifteen carries for seventy-one yards. But then I just can't get over this whole tight end situation. This Robert yeah. Tonyan, 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 I believe, Tanyan. and then. It was very cool how they, uh, in the middle of the game, they were talking about how, uh, I guess he worked out with, um, who was our boy, Kittle? He worked out with Kittle in the offseason or whatnot. And then uh, in the middle of the game, Kittle tweeted out, and then they read his tweet on the back during the actual game. So I was like, oh, that's cool, you know, supporting your guy. For sure. Speaking of supporting our guy. 
Oh boy, let's get to it. Let's talk about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, boy. So what happened with this? So when I was watching this, because I watched the first half at work, like kind of intermittently, and I remember going into halftime, I was like, oh, this is a game. Like, what's going on with... I was talking to one of our bar regulars. I was like, what's going on with this high-potent Kansas City offense? Like, they literally had scored six points going into the half, and I was like... He was like, you know, they'll heat it up. They'll heat it up. And that's exactly, I guess, what ended up happening. Well, you're leading me to a nice little fun fact that I heard yesterday. Um, Well, Tuesday. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has been withheld from scoring a first-half touchdown three times in his career. Those three times were all by the Patriots. Oh, wow. Look at that little stat. <laughs> That's interesting. Bill Belichick is a bit of a genius. I don't know if you know. Did you know that by chance? Bill Belichick, very good at coaching. I almost spit out my water. You- <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, I mean, they had it close. Um, Hoyer did some dumb shit at the half. He took a sack while having no timeouts going into the half, so took them out of field goal range. And then in the second half, I believe he threw a pick. And he, he did, did something yeah. else. Yeah, I was he threw a pick, and then they're like, "All right, enough of your old ass." And they threw in Stidham, and then Stidham threw a touchdown on his first drive. Um, if you look at Stidham's that, just box score, like if you just look at his line, and is troubling. Uh, it is troubling. Uh, Five of 13 would, for 60 yards, two picks, and a touchdown. I would say the first pick was not his own fault. He threw it on Edelman, and Edelman juggled it, and Tyron Matthews scooped it. Oh, you did tell scored. me that, yeah. And then the second one was like, it's his fault for sure, but it was like, we're down desperation. Let me yeah. just try to throw the ball deep. Make something happen. Something happen. Yeah, and then it got picked off. But um, all that to say, the Kansas City, I mean, they looked good. They looked competent, but they didn't look dominating. Um, Especially going against a team that doesn't have their starting quarterback. like Starting quarterback. Because Kansas City's defense, I mean, everyone everyone always talks about the offense, and I'm on, I'm going to die on this hill every podcast where we mention them. I will mention that defense. that They have a fantastic defense. They have a solid defense. They're good in levels. Um, yeah. But they're not – they don't – they're not going to blanket anybody. They're not that good. Um, no, I just have even a Even though sp- they showed that with the, the Ravens game, by the way. Yeah, that's true. I have a soft spot for the Honey Badger, though, because he's a very no, nice I love man. The honey Badger. Yeah, no, he's a great guy. That's right. You waited on him, too. You told me that. Yeah. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, uh, but yeah, it shows that I wonder what this game would look like if Cam was their uh, ball control and the way their the pass D was playing. Um, but the since we're talking about Cam, the uh, elephant in the room, Cam couldn't play because he had tested positive for COVID. Yep. Uh, the Pats had to fly in day of. They had two planes, one plane for people who were in contact with Cam, another plane for those that weren't. And Stefan Gilmore was, gonna was make on a the wildly plane. inappropriate joke, but let's move on. <laughs> Cam, uh, uh, <laughs> Stephen Gilmore was on the plane of people that had been in contact with Cam, and then 
at the end of the game, Stephen Gilmore went up to Pat Mahomes, you know, uh, the usual good game, man. Uh, you're great. You're great. All that good jazz. But that's not allowed during COVID times. You're not supposed to be doing that. And then come to find out the next day or so that Stephen Gilmore is tested positive. Yeah, that's um, kind of a weird, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. Continuous of events. Yeah, yeah. That's a such a weird way that worked out. How he happened to be on the plane, then they get there, and then he, you know what I mean? Like, then he happens to break the rules just to dap up Patrick. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like he's positive. So speaking of earlier, you said Bill Belichick is a genius. So speaking of that, do you (laughs) don't do this? Don't don't, don't, uh, (laughs) biological warfare. (laughs) No, I've seen that. That uh, those tweets are funny in jest, but in application, it's like that is like not great. (laughs) No, especially because it's like, wait, don't they cheat a lot? Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna and, just. Uh, it was a great game, and <laughs> I hope Patrick's okay. And uh, on to Cincinnati. It was a great game. Uh, everybody should test Patrick twice a day for the next couple weeks. Uh, hopefully, like, huh? What is that? Hopefully, he'll be. Why did he say okay? that in his interview? <laughs> but um, <clears throat> the season's gonna fall yeah. apart now. The season's gonna fall apart because also. Uh, there's not much to talk about in this game, folks. Also, the Tennessee Titans, who couldn't play last week, got their shit postponed, have had new positives. Yeah, so they had no for a couple of days, and then go ahead. Uh, they had no for a couple of days. They had no throughout the weekend. Um, I think their last positive was like Friday of last week, and then Saturday, Sunday, Monday, they were fine. Tuesday. There was a positive, but it was unconfirmed. They were double-checking it. And then yesterday, it was confirmed. And then today, there was another confirmed. And all this is because last week, after their uh, practice facilities were canceled, I didn't check if any coaches were a part of this, but some of the players went to a local school and decided to have practice of their own, breaking all protocol and it just shows you that you have to follow the rules. Now, now it is of their own volition. And if they're forced to forfeit games, I don't see that as a problem because you knew what you had to do and then you decided to go against it. Yeah, I think in this case, the NFL is going to do one of those things where it's like, okay, the first time, yeah, it's it's a really shitty situation. We'll postpone the game. But now you guys are putting yourselves at risk. Now it's a forfeit. Yeah. Like now this is because of your judgment and decision making. So I, sorry, guys. I think the seasons, I, I don't know, because I, I was the first one and I was saying this months ago and we were all on the Zoom call. I was saying sports will come back. Sports will definitely come back. And I was thinking of it from the perspective of football because it's such a profitable industry. I was like, those owners don't care about the mm-hmm. players. They just want to make their money. But now with everything happening, I don't I mean, I know in baseball this happened with your Miami Marlins and a couple other teams and they were able to come back. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm interested to see how it works out. The difference with baseball is the flexibility in the schedule. It uh, allows itself for double headers. We can have the Marlins at the end of the season had 
10 games in seven days. They had like three double headers in there. Yeah, and you can't do that um, in football. You need at you least cannot three to five that. days to recover. <laughs> Unless you want to have a three game, three game, three quarter double headers. I never thought about that. <laughs> they play three quarters. You got to get on a plane, fly to the next place. First game is at like 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah, that would be Back fun. bags. Get on the plane. No, that would be it. People would die. <laughs> that would be absurd. Well, it's um, one of those things, too. When, once the adrenaline wears off from the game, like you think like, yeah, we could do like two games in a day. It's like, no, you can't. Like as soon no, as that can't. adrenaline wears off, you feel like you're going to die. You cannot. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with the season. I'm anxious to see how this kind of works out. We got a big game tonight. Huge game tonight. Tampa Bay at Chicago. Um, who, um, you, who you got in this one? Tampa, Chicago. I got, you know what we forgot to do last week? What? And I, uh, not last week, but last episode, we forgot to, sh- I forgot to shit on Nick Foles and all that. Oh, Nick Foles is the savior. Nick Foles is the savior. And he got beat by fucking the Colts. Yeah. Um, well, the Colts actually, you know, I don't want to start any kind of beefs or anything like that. But other than the Jacksonville Jaguar game, you know, the Colts actually have the number one rated defense in the NFL. I was um, yeah, the Colts have a great defense. Week two through four. Credit for that. That week one, they got lit up pretty good, but, you know, <laughs> that's all yeah. I have. That's all I have. Hey, man, that's all I have is last week. All right. <laughs> yeah, so um, what about Big Dick Nick? Know. You don't think he's going to save him? I don't think he. Well, we're getting a rematch of the uh, Super Bowl from a couple years ago, but now both players are on different teams. Tom Brady versus Nick Foles. Oh yeah, um, I didn't even think about that. I think Tom. I think Tom's gonna win. Uh, is the game in Tampa? The game's in Tampa, right? Chicago. Oh, it's in Chicago. Yeah, yeah and Tampa um, Bay still favored by three points. Yeah, how about that? I think uh, New England. Uh, New England, jeez, Floyd slipped there. Uh, I think Tampa Bay will win. Um, they lost OJ Howard last week, but I find that now they're going to try to work Gronk in more and work. Yeah. In, well, I mean, we uh, said it Cameron last week. Bray OJ more. Howard's out every single year. That's why they have yeah. Bray. Bray's a very good yeah, tight end. Yeah, that's why Bray's there. And would probably start in most places. Well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it for that. Speaking of Tampa, call this a segue. Speaking of Tampa, boom. We both said that the Tampa Bay Rays would make it to the MLB Finals, and right now they're in the DL D, uh, DS men. They're in the DS, and they're up two one on the. Evil New Empire. York Yankees. They're up on the Evil Empire. <clears throat> it would a uh, potential for a closeout game tonight. Uh, we are rooting for them uh, fervently. Um, quick recap on the, all the DS series. The uh, Sadly, the Padres are down 2-0 uh, to the Doyers, Dodgers, uh, because Bellinger is a great outfielder, and he made a spectacular catch to rob Fernando Tatis of a potential two-run homer. So then there was a shouting match between Manny Machado and the uh, relief pitcher because the relief pitcher was celebrating and like threw his hat and flare and everything. And Manny was like, hey! You didn't do anything well. Hey. You got up on Fernando home run. I love how Manny and I are on the same page with this. Yeah, no, Manny's Manny's a jerk, but I I like jerks. I, I like I like athletes that are jerks that are good and have uh 
they have the grounding uh, to be a jerk. Um, on the court, if you're a jerk off the court, then it's like, yeah, man, come on. Yeah, I can tell you a few things about some of the athletes where I'm like, no, it's it's not cool. Yeah, it's like, come on, man, just keep it, keep it inside the court or the field. The field. Adrian Peterson. Oh wow, shots fired. Uh, moving along. Uh, the A's staved off uh, elimination yesterday, uh, and everyone's rooting for them to beat the uh, the cheaters, the evil empire, uh, the Houston Astros, who have taken on this black hat and want to be at least Carlos Correa has, um, and wants to be the villain of the season, and um, your the Miami team, Marlins. your Miami uh, Marlins. <laughs> The Miami Marlins are down to the Braves too. Um, we had a good third inning in Game One where we went up. Uh, uh, we went up what four, four is it four one, and then at the top of the fourth, was it the fourth or the fifth? It was the fifth, and uh, Sandy accidentally, obviously, it was on the second pitch. We're in the playoffs. All right, Okuna, settle down. He accidentally threw in a little two inside, hit him in like the hip butt area. Lacuna got mad, and then that sparked a run, and then you know we've just been down ever since. But we're gonna s- rally. We're gonna rally. You got six right. to tonight. Six though on the bump, um, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do well. Okay, Let's keep believing. We're gonna make it. Don't happen. stop believing. So that wraps up the uh, baseball segment, the, uh, baseball playoffs. Um, Speaking of sports, else? hardly anyone's watching WNBA breakdown. Oh, by Joe. hey, wait a <laughs> second. I'm watching. Well, I guess I'm not watching anymore because it's wrapped up. The Seattle. You I was called wrong. it. Seattle oh, wait, storm. you had the aces, didn't you? I No, 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 no. I had the storm, but I thought the aces would at least win one game. Oh, OK. Um, I was going to say, yeah, I thought you called this. Yeah, I didn't think it would be a full sweep um, because the MVP was on the other side. But uh, no, Asia Wilson, Asia Wilson couldn't stave them off. Sue Bird and Brianna Stewart, who won uh, Finals MVP, swept the Las Vegas Aces. And I found out a fun stat by Sue Bird about Sue Bird. Sue Bird, in every championship round she's ever been in, has never lost a game. Wow. That's what she happens has, when you're related to Larry. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh that is a inside joke. She's been to three or four WNBA finals now and she has not lost a game. Where did she play she college? At, I was to say when she was at UConn. UConn, uh, of course. Why did I even ask? Every time they made it, they she never lost. <laughs> so Superd is undefeated. Wow. Which led to a funny uh little back and forth on Twitter. Uh, last week where people were like who's a better Seattle sports athlete than Russell Wilson and people were like uh, have have you heard of Sue Bird? Yeah, right. <laughs> She's been doing it for longer than he uh, has more championships than he uh, so it's always fun when uh, you know people cape up I gotta but look yeah. this up how old is Sue Bird? Sue Bird is 39. What? Get the funk out of here. She's like in her 17th year. Yeah, she's the LeBron equivalent to the NBA right now. She's like in her 17th year. I knew she was older. I didn't think she was that much older. She's crushing it. Yeah, she's coming off like a major knee injury that held her out for most. It's funny because it's not funny, but um, 
I gotta get that out of my lexicon. I know I do the same um, thing, especially for things that like are not funny. <laughs> because I was gonna say uh, she's coming back this year from last year. She had a knee injury that kept her out for all of last year, and then Brianna Stewart had I want to say also a knee injury um, that kept her out of all of last year. So they're both coming back from injury, work their way through it, um, playing in the. Uh, regular season that they had in the wobble and then got to the playoffs and just rounded into form and just dominated. Brianna's from UConn too, right? Yep. A couple generations apart. She also has never lost a game in any That's championship game she's been in so far. Who yeah, does? Now um, she has two uh, WMA championships. I for, uh, damn it. I forgot her name. Brittany Garner. Who does she play for? Brittany. Brittany Griner. Griner. I'm sorry. Uh, she plays for the Mercury with Diana Taurasi. Okay. Yeah. It's it's and, uh, but she missed this year with an injury, I believe. She like started in the wobble and then got hurt. I almost um, said that it's funny thing, but it's correct. not funny. It's it's <laughs> odd though because during March Madness, uh, women's basketball gets a lot of coverage in college. Yeah. And then you never hear, you know, it's, you know, there's no coverage of the WNBA really. I mean, there is, but there isn't. So it's so bizarre when you start bringing up these names. I'm like, I remember these names. <laughs> like, I remember. Well, um, yeah. In, in the years past, they haven't gotten a ton of exposure um, because of like TV contracts or whatnot. Yeah. But in their last CBA, um, they got a deal with ESPN. Um, for like better timed game, better better slotted games. Good for and, them. Um, they actually saw like a sixty plus percent uptick in like all uh, TV ratings. So they're getting more exposure now. They're getting better contracts now, and uh, the product is fucking top tier. It's professional athlete. Like, yeah. If for any person listening to this, if you think you could beat them, you are out, out of, of your, your mind. <laughs> they will work your ass on the basketball court. So no weekend warrior is going to fucking pull up to a court where Brianna Stewart is and think he can hang. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's so Super bizarre to me. Diana when think that. Yeah, <clears throat> I, so, play, yeah. I, I had friends in school that were just like college like bench mm. like me like a bench player college and like different sports and i'd be like i could take and then you go against them and you're like never mind like tennis like, or no, something and you're like no. oh never mind forget about it so i, I couldn't say, imagine we, when i was on the basketball team we would play with the girls sometimes and like have them practice with us we're all cool and they would work some of us they would like our from our star players or our bench players like they would work us at times and it's like yeah i'm never gonna say that again yeah exactly <laughs> like i'm ne i never said it but i'm never gonna have that never gonna think anytime, that again any, yeah anytime anyone else says it or thinks it i'm just gonna be like nah don't even go try it people don't understand <laughs> the difference between like yeah i go to the gym and get some shots up like twice a week versus yeah. this is their job I, all i do i yeah. wake up and i go play ball <laughs> yeah like I'm, it's so weird to me when people don't fathom that when they're just like yeah I, I work out like twice a week i could hang it's like no you don't understand like all no. day every day this is what they do no they know more basketball than you've ever thought of yeah exactly <laughs> beautiful um anything else you want to get to else? today I think that is it. All right. Uh, so plugs, Brennan. 
Absolutely. So follow me on all social media at Brennan T Comedy, B-R-E-N-N-A-N-T Comedy. Check out my other podcast, Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy, um, where I either rant and rave by myself or I have uh, some friends on and we talk drinking stories. And I've got my buddy Brian Ziola, really funny comic out of Jacksonville on this week. We just basically ended up talking comedy almost the whole time, but that's always fun, mm. too. Um, so yeah, I saw the new episode release. What day do they release? For oh, the I'm sorry, it drops uh, always drops Wednesday. Wednesday morning is when it comes out. Okay, oh, so you're competing with who does a podcast? Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. Uh, follow me at Joe Dorville and all at Twitters and social medias, uh, mainly Twitter and Instagram. Um, follow this show at Cheering Press. I think that's why I also mess it up sometimes. At Cheering Press on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Brendan, take us out. Remember, everybody, that's why we play the game. Hello. Thank you for listening to a new low podcast network. We've got four fun podcasts on our current roster for you. Every other Monday, you can enjoy the Misbehavior Journal Club, a podcast highlighting exciting developments in the neuroscience community hosted by Amiel Moreno and Leia Krebit. Get some in-depth analysis of all things sports with Cheers from the Press Box, dropping two episodes a week, co-hosted by comic Brennan Tassif and hip-hop artist Joe Dorville. Catch me, Kyle Loader, with my right-hand man, Joe Dorville, every Wednesday as we discuss a different song from the Hamilton musical soundtrack on Who Does a Podcast. Last, but certainly not least, is our network's flagship podcast, A New Low, which drops every Friday. A New Low highlights a wide variety of current events that both disappoint and encourage our five diverse co-hosts, who are Farzad, Headphone Joe, No O No E Dorville, Scott by Scott, L Greg, and me, Kyle. Every episode of all these podcasts and all of our social media details and links can be found at anewlow.co. That's anewlow.co. All our shows can also be found everywhere podcasts are available. Like and subscribe is the name of the game. Thanks again for all your support.